0: So what, this guy's a prince, are huh? A prince, an arms dealer, a coke dealer, who knows. What I do know is that 60 million to him is like lunch at the Ivy to you and me. That's me and Vince, not you and me. Jesus. It's impressive,
1: huh? Is that the Mrs. Prince? Nika Marks, ex-Ukrainian soap star.
0: I think she's the brains of the operation. Ah Lee! Oui. ah oui. <laughs> right. Nika, mm. how are you? How do I look? It's beginning to look a lot like Entourage. Welcome back, everybody, to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage podcast. I am your host, J.R. Hitty. Happy belated Thanksgiving to the listeners in the United States. Hope everyone enjoyed the long holiday weekend. I just got back from driving from Southern California to Northern California with a couch. I did into it a little bit deeper with my desk uh, this week under why the circumstances of which I was driving with this couch, but a six-hour drive because of a rainstorm, turn into a 12-hour drive. Needless to say, I am fucking exhausted, I'm a little loopy, and we got a weird one for you guys this week. John Duda, the host of Internet Party, a very popular and funny podcast, he and I go way back to our post-grad problems days. He was actually my editor at the website, so I'd send him, you know, pitches and ideas for articles, and he'd greenlight them. He pretty much greenlit everything that I uh, pitched him, so I was happy about that. We got weird this week. The Prince's Bride, episode 7 of season 3B, not one of the better Entourage episodes, I got to say that off the top. John and I took our time, meandered a little bit, went on some tangents. We talked about supermodels, we talked about boners, we talked about podcasts, we talked about the salaries of working actors. John's a great dude. I love how his mind works. He's super random and super funny, and his podcast internet party is top-notch. So if you haven't checked that out yet, don't check that out. A link to subscribe is in the bio of today's episode. Rounding the bend here, one more episode left in season 3B. I've got a few special episodes planned through the end of the year, and then your boy's going to take a little break. It's going to take the knee, maybe just for a week, maybe for two. I need to gather myself. I might even re-watch Entourage, to be honest with you guys. Uh, I really want to have Season 4 step up a notch. Got some things in the work to make that happen. I just need a few weeks to execute, so if you guys are patient with me, I promise it'll be worth it. Don't forget to follow the Instagram and Twitter accounts, Oh Yeah Pod, on Instagram and Twitter. And please leave me a five-star review if uh, you've been enjoying the podcast. You guys have been leaving awesome five-star reviews, really stroking my ego. Makes me feel good and helps out the podcast. So, you know I'm a stickler for audio quality. There was something going on with John's mic. There was this clicking noise, a scratching sound. I did my best to minimize it, but not one of the better audio quality episodes. I apologize. It'll be back to the professional quality you're used to next sweet. don't hold it against me without further ado let's get into it uh the prince's bride with john duda love you guys all right we are back my guest this week is the co-host of the very funny internet party podcast he's a very talented writer and a style icon john duda welcome back to the entourage podcast
1: thanks for having me john pleasure
0: so this is airing the Monday after Thanksgiving, we yep. are recording it before Thanksgiving, so let's just hypothesize here, how did your Thanksgiving go?
1: Um, it's probably going to be good, uh, looking forward to seeing some, some old friends back in Michigan and um, what, what day are you coming back to Chicago?
0: I'm not going to Chicago, I'm going to Southern oh, California. Oh, you're not? Yeah.
1: Damn. That,
0: you want to hang out?
1: That, yeah, I was gonna ask if you wanted to grab a beer maybe tomorrow.
0: Oh damn, that would be fun. Um, no, I'm not, I'm going down on Wednesday, and I am actually flying down to Southern California and then driving back up because I am getting a couch. Yeah. So my Thanksgiving weekend is gonna be dealing with like U-hauls and fucking moving straps. Oh. It's gonna be a nightmare.
1: Is it a used couch or new?
0: Uh, step um. Mother in law's like gently used couch. So nice. It's it's an upgrade in my couch for situation. Yeah, it's exactly I just have to like drag it off, you know, is six it, hours. Is it one California of those coast.
1: uh newer like the you know the couches that go really deep?
0: Yep. It's got an ottoman. I'm fucking pumped for this thing. Those are nice.
1: I I have a I have a couch that I love in my living room, but um it's just a little small.
0: You need a deep couch, and you know what else you need? How tall are you, Duda? We've hung out once. I'm you you, you six, seem like you're I'm
1: six feet tall. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, we we seem like we were eye to eye. I need a tall couch. I need a couch that's like I can sit on and like not have my feet dangle by any means, but like just not slouch back on. Is that just does a murder on I your like back and the, hips?
1: I uh, like the bed couch. The couches that are like basically beds.
0: I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: It's like as long. It's like as long as a bed.
0: And it says deep. It's like a twin bed, essentially. Very nice. That's, that's what I want.
1: Unfortunately, my apartment's just not big enough.
0: Sadly. I was going to say, I have a couch I'm getting rid of if you want it. You just have to somehow get it from...
1: San Francisco? <laughs> no. We do need to hang out soon, though. Maybe for Christmas.
0: Yeah, we can home? talk. I am coming home for like the whole week, so let's try to make it happen.
1: Are there any Christmas Entourage episodes?
0: No, you know what's interesting is I've been, like, trying to plan out, like, you know, holiday scheduling stuff. There's no real themed episodes. Entourage always aired in the early summer to late summer. So never a holiday episode.
1: I feel like that probably wouldn't be very good. Like, Vinny would just fuck a girl, like, under a
0: tree and... Ari would celebrate Hanukkah. Drama would be in charge of, like, the roast. (laughs)
1: Like... You know what was interesting about this episode was Ari wasn't really in it.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that. So, all right, we're, we're beating around the bush a little bit. I think that's because we both have similar opinions on this week's episode. Um, yeah. We're doing Season 3B, Episode 7, The Prince's Bride.
1: John, before you continue, is this an HBO exclusive thing where they do 3A and 3B?
0: This has been brought up before. and
1: Sopranos did that too.
0: Yes, and that's because of the writer's strike in 2006, John. So, oh, wow. 2006, like all the writers went on strike, I think for the duration of the summer or fall. So, seasons of shows which were in production had to just wrap up really quickly and or just like have a stopping point until the writers came back
1: so they didn't have like replacements come in
0: that'd be like that would stab writers. that would
1: explain why this episode was so shitty
0: they already they were checked out they're like we're going on strike i got vacation coming up
1: i've got a I, i i know this is an entourage podcast but i've i need to revisit the like 6b season of sopranos now and see if it was shitty
0: there are some really good sopranos podcasts out there are there it's what surprised me the most that there wasn't an entourage one i mean i feel like there's a good podcast for every hbo show and the fact that i'm kind of like first to market is still really kind of strange
1: it's weird uh sopranos had a bit of a renaissance on twitter i don't I don't know why.
0: Well, they just had a uh, something called like Sopranos Con. Sopranos Con, yes. In New Jersey, apparently, like tickets were like five hundred bucks a piece.
1: Oh, I I would have loved that.
0: <laughs> you know, what was I, we're going tangent here, but we're going <laughs> like people who went took photos with like the horse, Yep, Mai, mm-hmm. and like the guy who raped the therapist had led a booth no <laughs> are you fucking
1: kidding me there, yes i
0: saw a quote on the
1: wall that said mix it with the relish which is yeah. like a very obscure quote it's when um they get trapped in the yep. woods
0: chrissy and Polly,
1: Chris and Polly, yeah and they're eating the nathan's condiments he just looks like such a crackhead
0: uh that's one of the most iconic television episodes of all time half frozen relish <laughs> What a nightmare. In New Jersey. Alright, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get into it. This episode aired on Sunday, May 20th, 2007. This same week, the summer of Apatow begins. Judd Apatow's first comedy, Knocked Up, starring Katherine Heidel and Seth Rodin, premiered in LA. It opened 10 days later and scored $30 million in its opening weekend. It launched a genre that has become known as the slacker-striver romance. The R-rated hit ended up grossing over a quarter billion dollars worldwide, paving the way for a slew of similarly freewheeling improv- improvisational comedies like Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Pineapple Express, and Bridesmaids. Yep. This was an iconic summer for movies. I don't know if you remember. Where, you, where were you in your life in summer 2000? Fun
1: fact, this... This episode premiered a day after my 16th birthday. Wow!
0: What was John Duda doing on his 16th birthday? I was trying to
1: finger fuck girls, <laughs> and it didn't 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 Same. happen for me ever. As, at 16, <laughs> I was still try. I was still under the impression that I could uh, be like a college basketball player. So I was sha- I was shaving wow. my head. I didn't. I didn't look good. <laughs> I was wearing basketball shorts to school every day, and then I I actually got cut from the basketball team that fall, and I grew my hair out, and I realized that that was was the way to go.
0: The look. Yeah. Dude, you know what's really interesting about that? What? Is that exact same thing happened to me. I had short hair. I thought I was like a fucking white chocolate, Mm -hmm. like amazing basketball player, got to high school, got cut. Grew the hair out, never looked back. That's exactly what happened to me. I'm older than you, though, so like this was probably uh, this probably happened to me in like 2004.
1: Yeah, and it it's weird because after I just stopped trying to play basketball, like things just kind of came to me. Yeah, in the the world of girls. Look um, so at you nice. being
0: so modest.
1: At Sixteen, I was. I was a. I was a fucking loser. Uh, I was. I, I. wasn't even watching this show yet. I got into it. I think in the last season, mm-hmm. the season with Sasha Grey.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that iconic season that I cannot wait to talk about.
1: Yep, I I can remember. Um, there's an episode that ends with uh, Larue. A song by Larue yeah, called that's right. Go- "Going In For The Kill." Yeah, and I was just really getting into smoking weed that <laughs> summer.
0: Yeah. You have a similar <laughs> and story. I, watched,
1: to a, I, I was watching. I was watching that episode, and I was like, "Oh fuck, this show is getting dark and good." <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's do a quick recap of this week's episode before we dive into the tatterdories. So, Ari rushes Vince and E to meet with a shady prince interested in financing Medellin. The deal looks promising, but complications arise when Vince picks up a sexual vibe from Prince Yair's wife Nika. Drama, riding the wave of his TV success, receives a summons to Brett Ratner's mansion, only to realize the director's assistant pit the wrong name from the five towns credits. He wanted Drama's teenage co-star. Johnny refuses to leave the house without a role, so Ratner dangles a bit part as a bus driver to get him out of his house. Turtle lands a date with his dream girl, Kelly, but his plans slowly crumble beneath her family's intrusions and officially die when her dad Rufus chases him off. Vince has better luck with the Yair, who literally serves a check on a silver platter with one caveat. Vince must go upstairs and have sets with Nita. With the offer on the table, the prospective financier joins Ari and E in the other room, leaving Vince to consider the dilemma looming above him. Duda, what was your favorite moment from this week's episode of Entourage? it's tough
1: to say because there aren't a lot of good moments but i would say my favorite part is johnny bragging at uh, <laughs> his tape his lunch table about getting apart in rush hour three
0: just imagine the one sheet my face sandwiched between
1: tucker and Chan. like joe pesci and lethal three Only a whole lot prettier. (laughs) Damn. It is so cool, drama. You know, Rush Hour was the first Jackie Chan movie I ever saw. Since then, I've seen them all.
0: Chris Tucker, man, I would kill to be in that movie.
1: Yeah, who wouldn't, bro? I waited a long time for an op like this. Take it from me, Tommy. You pay your dues, keep the faith, maybe your day will come also. You think? Who knows? The truth is, this business is a fucking crapshoot.
0: Hey, everybody, got
1: some bad news? Network Brass is running late. How late? Could be a few hours. But, JJ, uh, I got my thing. What thing? You know, my thing. Oh, right. You got your big fuck my TV show, I got a movie off, and I got to sit down with the hotshot director thing. (laughs) Too bad you got to miss it. James. Ah, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're all thrilled for you, Drama. Congrats. Oh, you didn't have to do that. Don't get too cozy with your new friends. We got a night shoot. Don't worry, JJ. I'll be there. I'm not going to pull a Clooney. Not yet. Because you know it's not going to work out. Yeah.
0: When he's overconfident, you just know he's gonna crash and burn. Every time. It's, it's part of what
1: makes his character so good.
0: His boasting is, like, borderline obnoxious. If this was, like, a guy at my day job, I'd be like, fuck off, dude. Like, we're all famous. <laughs> <laughs> he, okay, so he
1: would be, if he was on a network show like that, he could afford his own mansion in LA. Yeah, definitely. Like, he's he's a main character in the show. He's probably making... 100k an episode like there's no reason for him to be living at vinnie's house
0: well what's interesting is and you didn't watch last week's episode which is obviously fine but last week is when he finds out that the pilot premiered to like 16 million people so obviously we're fast forwarding in time a little bit but like this mm-hmm. show just premiered so maybe he's in a in, and obviously in um the beginning okay. of season four he buys the apartment which is uh yes yeah, like
1: so even if so if the show just premiered, probably still getting like 10 or 15k an episode. Oh, for sure. So that was my favorite moment. My second favorite moment coincides with Turtle meeting Lauren London outside yep. her house. <laughs> and it's just because of the little kids.
0: Oh, they're hilarious. Um,
1: the, the dad gets out of the car and says this is my favorite line from the episode actually so I'm skipping ahead a little bit here fine. I thought you guys were going to the aquarium We got kicked out baby your brother threw a snow cone at a sea otter <laughs> that was pretty good and then uh, fast forwarding a little the kids also
0: daddy! Tony's jerking off another boy in the car! what are you talking about jerking off? we're just kissing and what does he mean by another one?
1: I better go. That was also funny. Those kids kind of stole the episode.
0: They totally did. They Those kids, we might have to, like, preeminently give them like the six-man award. Because, like... Yeah, you should also do a where are they now. That's true. I didn't actually look up the kids. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a bad job as the entourage
1: What is guy. What is that dad from? He's in something else.
0: Oh, he was in Family Matters, most prominently. He's also been in a couple of those movies, like War of the Worlds... VIP? Nothing's jumping out at me. Like War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise? Yes, that's like his main movie role.
1: What the hell? What
0: character is he? Oh wait, he's a news cameraman in that, so no, there's no way you'd remember that. No, he's just been, he's had bit parts only. The only thing you would know him from is Family Matters. He was in eight episodes of Family Matters back in 98.
1: That is the kind of actor that interests me most in Hollywood. Oh, definitely, dude. Like, are those people just making ends meet or are they living comfortably from just these, these bit parts?
0: I mean, I'm sure he's living comfortably. I don't think he's living in some sort of, you know, lavish Hollywood lifestyle. He's a working actor. I'm looking at his IMDb and he's had two or three acting jobs every single year since 1996. So he's a, he's a working actor. I mean, he was just in an episode of Better Call Saul, but he played, like, okay. a very small role, like, for one episode. So, you know, I don't know I, what the checks look like on that, but... I'm
1: just curious what... Yeah, like, do they get residuals on these these streaming episodes? I can't imagine they do.
0: I can't imagine either, because these episodes aren't making any money. Like, they're not put up against advertising. No. On Hulu, they're up against ads. Like, this is just, you know, like, a time capsule rewatching these things.
1: Interesting. Interesting life. Like, is that guy just living in a shitty apartment? <laughs> in Reseda? Maybe. That's, or a, that's a good question. Where where do people in LA live that don't have any money? Van Nuys?
0: Yeah, Van Nuys is pretty good. Um, yeah. It's interesting is there's like wealth everywhere in LA now. Like if you know, if it would have been like a longer time ago, we would have said like some parts in uh South Central. Like that guy should have a podcast. He probably does. I would listen I would listen to that
1: podcast. You ever, you ever listen to Tim Dillon? Yeah.
0: Hilarious. That guy
1: has a very good podcast. He was just on Joe Rogan, and uh, he was talking about how Logan Paul, he's going to run for president. Yep. And uh, yeah, like Logan Paul makes a million bucks off YouTube still, even though he...
0: That's insane. What did he do to that dead guy? He posted footage of himself in a suicide... Oh, he just had
1: footage. footage. He didn't like jack off on him or anything. <laughs>
0: fortunately he didn't jack off on the dead body but he still like showed dead bodies which i guess is anti uh
1: jacking off on a dead body what is that is that um what's the term for that
0: (laughs) necrophilia necrophilia
1: is having sex with the dead body yeah
0: so what is masturbophilia or something yeah it's a good question just a lot of good questions (laughs) Before we move on from the first category. Yeah, sorry. We got off track there. It's <laughs> all good, dude. Um, <laughs> if I had to name like, a favorite moment from this episode, I think it's just like the opening sequence where it's like the three-way phone call with E, uh, Lloyd, and Drama. Hello. Hello. Morning, boys. It's Lloyd. Oh, morning, Lloyd. Hey, uh, Lloyd, listen, I don't think Vince is up yet, but we're still on Ferrari, right? Absolutely. He'll meet you at noon. And sorry to bother you, E, but I'm actually calling for Johnny. Oh, Okay. Looks like you're gonna have to get used to two superstars living in the house now, eh? Yeah. All right, later.
1: What's up, Lloyd? All good things, Johnny.
0: Brett Ratner saw your new
1: TV show, and he wants to offer you a part in his new movie. An offer? No audition?
0: You kidding? I am not kidding. Sound good? Sounds amazing. Thanks, Lloyd. (sighs) (sighs) It's kind of shot like the opening credits of The Brady Bunch, (laughs) and... My drama's like hanging upside down mm-hmm. what was funny was like I bet when I was watching this when I was however old like 20 and I saw that thing I bet at the time I was like oh I gotta get one of those
1: yeah for <laughs> sure well that's like the Bowflex you remember that
0: yeah I yeah.
1: whenever I saw those commercials I always said I have to get one of these
0: because you saw how ripped those guys were and you're like that's all That's all it takes it's just the Bowflex and I, I
1: was gonna say the same thing for this segment um it's just them like sitting around the kitchen table. And.
0: Oh, yeah. Are you moving on to bros being bros? I thought that was what we were on. No, I was talking about my favorite moment. But yeah, let's talk about bros being bros. That's totally fine. <laughs>
1: um, So, yeah, they're, they're, they're all sitting around the kitchen table. And Turtle, they're like giving Turtle shit for not calling Lauren London. And Vinny is like. Maybe your life wouldn't suck so much if you called that girl Kelly. I did call her. What are you talking about, Vince? I'm seeing her today. She got the house all to herself. And you didn't tell us? What are you trying to play a cool turtle? Well,
0: unlike him, I don't like
1: to brag about my accomplishments. Oh. You know Speaking of which, Johnny. Vinny doesn't care. Why is he even pretending like he gives a shit about Turtle having
0: sex with some girl? No, I don't think he's pretending. I think he's supposed to give a shit. I think that he cares a lot about his friend, John. Like, I don't think he does. He cares about E, and that's
1: about it. And I guess Johnny, to some extent, because he's his brother. Yeah. But like Turtle no. Okay. He doesn't care. I think That's an interesting take. I don't I don't think that was genuine at all.
0: He debts Turtle the like ten thousand dollar pair of sneakers just a few episodes ago. So that's a, you know Oh that's,
1: that's right. Move. The uh yeah. who's the artist for that? Shukijama. Shukijama. Yeah.
0: All right, fair enough. I had a, I had like a shoe expert on for that episode. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't listened to that episode, it's a good one. The guy was named Jot Slade. He's like a shoe um, connoisseur. Mm-hmm. He has a YouTube channel, has a million subscribers. It was like such an interesting conversation.
1: We just got. I live in a neighborhood in Chicago called Wicker Park, and they just opened this. The best way I can describe it is like a store for hype beasts. Like it's all yeah. it's all like rare sneakers and Supreme shirts. And I'm giving it two months before it goes out of business.
0: I don't know, man. There's a bunch of those in San Francisco and Oakland where I actually work, and uh, they do very well. That demographic has money to spend. That like those 22 year old kids with their first paycheck.
1: I guess if they make like one sale a day, yeah, that's true. On a pair of shoes, yeah, their margins they, are they're good. <laughs> their margins are terrible.
0: So my favorite bros being bros moment is uh, just Ian Vince as they're walking um, into the house and they're talking about like sleeping with their hot Spanish teacher. Now oh, yeah. That never happened to me. <laughs> but just the way they talked about it. This is
1: just like when you thought Mrs. Rodrigo wanted to fuck you in tenth grade. Yes.
0: It's exactly like that because you thought she didn't.
1: Did you fuck Mrs. Rodrigo? Hand jobs in the Spanish lab every Tuesday. Well you never told me that. I'm very quiet about these things. What are you jealous? A little. She was hot. Still is. She calls me every once in a while for phone sex.
0: She calls him, Nita calls E, and um, Vince is like, oh, I did the one-digit-off move.
1: Look at this, Nika Mark's calling my cell phone and not yours. She
0: doesn't have my number?
1: What are you talking about? I said you give it to her. No, I gave her the one-digit-off move. That's a girl move. It's the whoever's being treated like meat move.
0: It was just interesting. It was just like this kind of natural... um, interplay between these two guys i don't think anything particularly like iconically male happened there i think they were just like talking about the situation i
1: i also love that one number off move i think that's Mm -hmm. genius but nowadays there's so many other ways to reach them like yeah if that was today that woman would have like dm'd him on instagram
0: 100 percent Bearing the lead a little bit, what was your least favorite moment in this episode? Uh, definitely
1: turtle getting called cute by Lauren London. Yeah, Ugh. that was cringy.
0: Yeah, I I mentioned it last week, but I hate that whole plot. I hate her character. Doesn't like she's just like his dream girl. It's a classic <laughs> B plot. It's just got it's it's, it's filler. It yeah, was interesting is that like that's it. Like him driving off out of her house, never mentioned to Dan, never brought up. Next episode, she's just like forgotten. That's so annoying. Yeah and like she's been in the last two episodes.
1: It's also like I feel like shows do that all the time. Maybe it was the writers and the writers strike. It's possible. <laughs> I I loved Lauren London in
0: ATL. That's so funny that you bring her up. She got nominated for a like a BET like a supporting actor role. I'm not that's like the least surprising thing I've ever heard.
1: Of course, BET was all over that movie.
0: And I talked about this last week with my desk, John Cullen, But do you know who, like her? I don't want to say baby daddy, like does I sound like a fucking idiot? But like, who she's like fathered a child with?
1: Uh, was it?
0: Is it Nipsey Hussle? Yes, and Lil Wayne before that. Well, yeah,
1: she was the cat's pajamas for like a year or two after
0: ATL. See, I I wasn't super familiar with her word. It sounds like uh. ATL reached Michigan before it reached Chicago.
1: <laughs> I was um, getting—I think I was getting boners during that movie. I Can't remember <laughs> though.
0: If I check my boner log, it she's looks hot.
1: Like... like she, she's a hot girl. I'm just—I can't remember if I was old enough to be getting boners when ATL came out.
0: I think that was 2004.
1: Okay, yeah. So probably close. Yeah, you're close. Like 14.
0: Yeah, that's bone age.
1: It's possible. <laughs> um I do remember from ATL that I started wearing a lot of polos cuz I liked how I liked how Big Boy looked. <laughs> I obviously I wasn't wearing like the baggy shorts, but I I started buying a lot of polo stuff from the just... the outlet mall near my house. Nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Ralph Lauren outlet. It's
1: it's uh so my friend works for He used to work for Tory Burch and, Uh or no, sorry. He worked for Polo and then he, now he works for Tory Burch. And I was, I was saying, Oh, how's uh, Ralph Lauren? He's like, you know, everyone calls it that, but it's actually just Ralph Lauren. (laughs) It's really embarrassing.
0: Every day you come to the entourage podcast folks and you learn something new. I've another least favorite moment. Drama. While he's at Brett Radner's house, finds an extra bathing suit and puts it on? <laughs> what the fuck? <sighs> don't look now, honey, but you're about to get gambled. Bring it on, TV star. Ooh, a
1: little blow. But not a TV star after today. Hopefully. Oh. Uh, Johnny, can I have a word with you, Seth? Oh, hey, Brett. Uh, excuse me, ladies. The big guy needs a word. Brett, there's an extra suit in the pool house. I hope you don't mind. My assistant said you won't leave. Oh, you're one of those guys. What like continuity w- errors? Yes, you won't wear like someone else's oh, bathing suit.
0: I just the way it's presented, he's like, "Hey, I found this and I put it on." <laughs> That's what's weird to me. <laughs> That's not that
1: weird. There's like porn stars walking around the house. Yeah, going along with wearing someone else's bathing suit, and I actually stole this from my girlfriend who does this, um, or she she claims she used to do this. I'll sometimes and don't fucking crucify me for this, John. Okay, right. promise.
0: Yeah, promise. Cross my heart.
1: Okay. Sometimes when I like sleep over at someone's house, or like I'm at a hotel and I forget my toothbrush, I'll just use whoever's toothbrush is in the bathroom.
0: Yeah. No. This is this is complicated because like you, this is someone you're in a relationship with, right? Yeah, but like I've
1: done it before with just like friends and stuff. Like if oh. not, if I'm in a if I'm in a, a bind. I'll do it.
0: Yikes. I don't know about that. I don't know about my friends.
1: All right. My wife, yes. Okay, so I'm not saying I do this, like, every time I go over to someone's house. I'm not, like, brushing my teeth with other people's <laughs> toothbrushes. What I am saying is, like, if I pass out drunk somewhere or, I, I don't know, I'm just, like, at a cabin for a weekend and I, for some reason, forgot my toothbrush, I'm going to use someone else's toothbrush.
0: Oh, my God
1: just use your finger or something. Nope. Can't use your finger. That doesn't work. Okay. (laughs) What are you a
0: dentist? (laughs) Where did that come from?
1: (laughs) Love flossy. Ask anyone who knows me. All right. I will ask. I will ask people who know you (laughs) big flosser. I used to, well, I still do this. I floss at my desk sometimes. It really grosses people out.
0: Wow. Dude, that's, let's, I don't want to spend any more time on your hygienic routine, but that is a fucking red flag. It's not,
1: it's not the, like, the regular floss, it's the flossers, you know?
0: Oh, that, okay, wait a second, that, let me backtrack, that's not bad. If you're getting, boy, do you do your whole mouth?
1: Yo, yeah, yep.
0: Oh, uh, what the fuck, dude, uh, this is unbelievable. Like, nine or ten <laughs> times
1: a day, I'll just do it when I'm <laughs> bored
0: you have like a fixation or you have an oral fixation. I do I do a
1: little bit and gotcha. I used to counteract the fixation by smoking cigarettes so one yeah, right. one could say that I'm doing myself a service
0: you are yeah healthy gums, healthy lungs the John Duda story I, I know I'm
1: gonna get shit for that toothbrush thing
0: <laughs> I'm not judging as hard as you'd think but I bet a couple listeners will um what quotes jumped out at you from this week? <laughs> so, uh,
1: your brothers threw a snow cone at a sea otter. That one made me yeah. laugh. Um, obviously, I didn't want to go with the obvious choice—the one at the end. Um,
0: I mean, so I didn't. It's worth—it's worth saying. Like, well, we can talk. I want to talk about that a little bit in in a, in a few categories. So, okay. Um, fucking drama, walking onto the like property and going. Hello ladies, Johnny Chase, official cast member of Russian with me. Nice. Who fucking wrote this? It
1: doesn't. He's a scumbag. In this episode he is. He's just like a leech. They're all leeches. That's a that's a common trope of the show, I guess, but Definitely. I don't know. I've Johnny has his moments for me, but I find him annoying most episodes.
0: I we have a category dedicated to him because he has consistently the funnier moments for sure. overall and i, and I like the performance because tevin dylan is a great actor he's been nominated for i think two emmys for this role so i like the character there are some tough johnny drama episodes that are tough hangs. i would consider this one of them yeah um he's kind of obnoxious the whole time uh
1: yeah and it's because he's thinking he's getting a part in a big movie
0: yeah which like i don't know when you've been humbled by the fucking hollywood machine for like whatever it is two three decades like just have a little bit more tact dude i don't know i i don't want people to think that like i'm in a bad mood or something there's, there's just not a lot to like about this episode <laughs> which we will get to but i wanted i want to try to plow through these categories a little yeah, bit sure dude uh, let's talk about the music in this week's episode okay um, this
1: was another tough uh segment because there isn't a lot of music i love the Far Side. Oh shit! Yep. Plays for probably five seconds. Great mm-hmm. song. I'll call you. Oh,
0: shit. Great rap group. Phenomenal. Been featured a couple times on the Entourage soundtrack. Scott Venner, the music producer, as we all know, is like a, a hip hop yeah. like wizard. Essentially, it's a, it's incredible. yeah.
1: The Far Side and Tribe Called Quest are two of those like iconic. Like, socially conscious 90s rap groups that were above the, the drama of East Coast, West Coast rap beef.
0: And also, let their songs stand the test of time.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm listening to uh, this podcast called Slow Burn right now, and they're- have you ever no, listened I've never to that? Heard so, they did one on the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Oh, interesting. Super, super interesting. And then they did one on Nixon- and uh, this season's is Tupac and
0: Biggie. Ooh, interesting. That does sound like something I'd be interested in. It's, it's legit. They do a lot of research. Do they do as much research as I do for the Entourage podcast? <laughs> 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 Debatable. You.
1: So I will say this, John. You. Anything I throw at you, I feel like you've got like just memorized already.
0: Well, I had to, dude, because, and I've mentioned this before, but I recorded the first season of this show only having watched it in real time. So Mm. I was starting a rewatch of Entourage in like December of last year. Jesus, it's almost a year I've been doing this. And I was like, I'd watch an episode and then record a podcast about it. So I didn't have the foresight. I'd seen the show before, but it had been a couple years since I'd revisited like later episodes and I was getting Murdered in my DMS and in the comments of like references I would make that were incorrect by diehards by diehards. And I mean, (laughs) all I've got to say about the listeners of this pod respectfully is like, you guys know your entourage. (laughs) Like I, I I just, I can't, I can never fool you. I can never like pass something off and like the quickest. Well, actually's I ever get are like when I miss quote something or I reference something or I like, I think that the is, biggest mistake I made was I was like talking about Billy Walsh in season one, and I was like, "Well, yeah, I don't think he's in the movie, and he's like a pretty main character in the movie," and like people really fucking annihilated me for that one.
1: That's a common complaint with podcasters is that they'll they'll say something on pod and they don't know the answer to it, so they're ev- like everyone that's recording the podcast is just sitting there like, "Fuck, I don't know what it is." Yeah. But you know there's a listener out there who's, like, screaming at <laughs> his car or his, yeah. his headphones, like, this is the answer. Yeah. You fucking moron.
0: <laughs> I've gotten that a few times. Um, let's, talk, uh, let's talk celebrities. Um, I guess it's Brett Ratner. There's only one. Well, right? the supermodel that he's um, photographing is Marissa Miller. Marissa, you have the best ass in the world. Stick it out a little. Great. Excellent. Ooh. Put your leg up on the motorcycle. Prep. I love it. I got it. Right, yeah. uh, Johnny Chase is here.
1: Where is he? Do me a favor. Why are there Krispy Kreme donuts here? I don't understand. These are supermodels, not Teamsters. Where is he? He's, he's the guy right there getting a drink. That's not him. It isn't? Are you a fucking idiot? That's on him. Give me the camera. Oh, really? I didn't even pick up on that.
0: I didn't either. She's very young in this, but this was like her. I think this is like her MVP year. She was a Victoria's Secret Angel and she appeared on the cover of the 2008 Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. And she set like records with Damn. that uh, cover.
1: I wonder if this was before or after the Beyonce Sports Illustrated cover.
0: That's a good question. Because that Someone was. is screaming, you fucking morons yeah, right now at
1: us. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was a formative issue for me.
0: Oh yeah, for you and your your boners.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, loved that one. Used a lot of my mom's like expensive lotions oh, that Christ. that fall when that came out.
0: You know what? Beyonce was 2007. That's a pretty decent call there. Duna. Thanks. She, Thank you. Beyonce was 2007, and then Marissa Miller was 2008. So and okay. this episode premiered in 2007. So
1: excuse me, but I've just I've got to look up Marissa Miller. Si, yeah, cover you're fine. right yeah. now.
0: In 2008, she ranked number one on Matsum Magazine's Hot 100 list. She was dubbed the Return of the Great American Supermodel. Yeah, I remember this girl. She's probably the best celebrity cameo. And if we have to give a worse celebrity cameo, it has to go to Ratner, right? Yeah, he's a bad actor. Well, he's also a bad person. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. Did he get canceled? He got bid time canceled. Oh boy. Six or seven women.
1: I'm, I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. The by the way, the picture on his Wikipedia page is incredible.
0: <laughs> That's a tough hang in that photo. Oh man.
1: You should you should make that picture of Brett Ratner like the promo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, chances are he'll listen because he has nothing else to do right now. Because Warner Brothers opted out of their contract with him and severed all ties. His four hundred and fifty million dollar deal with Warner Brothers. I'm
1: sure he's doing just fine as a canceled producer. I'm sure he is too. No, everyone forgets how big those Rush Hour
0: movies were. Oh, dude, they yeah. What's weird about this episode is that Rush Hour Three was being made that year. It's like very meta, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, didn't they do that quite a bit with like celebrity cameos? They'd do something pretty like time sensitive.
0: Yeah, but they also like would never be like, "Oh, Vince is starring in." I don't know what like a two thousand six or two thousand seven movie is off the top of my head, but like, mm-hmm. Vince is starring in The Departed or something, and right, you're like, right, "Oh, right. like," ah, it just was interesting to me. Okay, I wanted to bring back this category. I retired this category at the end of season two. I had you on at the end of season two, and then. We've waited all the way past 19 episodes. I've been waiting to bring it back for you specifically, Duda. I
1: appreciate it. Uh, why did you take it off? Were people just like not into
0: it? It's interesting because I. It's more that I felt like it was a cheat, like I was cutting corners. Like, of course, people's outfits. Yeah. 12 years ago are going to be bad. Like if we're going to look back on videos and photos of us in 2019 and 2031 and be like, God, I can't believe I dress that way. So it felt like an easy shot every week. For sure. Um, but I know how much you care about your fits. Yep. Talk to me about the worst outfits you saw this week.
1: So the easy answer is going to be Prince Yair, right? <laughs> in the initial scene, yeah. he's got the gold chain, the yeah. ridiculous sunglasses, the spike tips, the gray hair. But I am going with someone a little more obscure. It's the PA. Yes. For those of you not in the show business world, the PA is a production assistant. Yeah, like me and you are. Yeah. Uh, So it's it's the PA at the pool. He's wearing a a polo from Express (laughs) with the, you know, the little dragon on the left breast. Yep. Yep. I always hated guys in my high school who wore those. It was but,
0: unbuttoned and it had a red tie with it.
1: Yeah, so he's wearing a he's wearing a tie with a like short-sleeved, you know, standard polo and then he's also got a Rasta sweatband on.
0: Wow, missed it.
1: It's it's one of the worst outfits I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, no, usually you can, like, find some easy shots with, like, Drama or Turtle, but this guy, like, he takes the take. It's, uh, it he looks like a douchebag.
1: It's, it's incredible. <laughs> I don't know what he was going for there.
0: Neither do I. I think it was supposed to be, like, he's, oh, he's, like, a hip LA, like, works in the industry type thing.
1: Yeah, so I could see, uh, the guy from the OC wearing that outfit, yeah. uh, yeah. Seth. Seth yep. I could see Seth wearing that, right?
0: Definitely. definitely. No, 100%. skinny tie. This is like early on and before Stinny tie. Again, ties. it's it's the
1: mid-aughts. It's the mid-2000s. Obviously, not the greatest time for, sure. for fashion. Yeah. So, yes, you're right. It's it's an easy dig, but definitely fun to look back on. Because the rest of the the cast is just like basically – they went to the buckle and got closed.
0: <laughs> Brennan bat the buckle joke from <laughs> six
1: Yeah. <months> I, ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Vince at one point is wearing a brown t-shirt with an unbuttoned brown long sleeve shirt over it. I'm like, "What? Brown?" Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. And even Ari has those those like quadruple Windsor knot ties.
0: Yeah. yeah. We're talking about how this episode aired in 2007. Uh, if this episode aired today in 2019, how would it be different? Well, I think
1: the budget for this movie would be a lot less than... Yep. What, did, what did he get? $120 million?
0: He got $60 million.
1: Okay, so I I thought it was 120 because they both got checks.
0: Wait, who both got checks?
1: I thought that when they opened the trays, there's a $60 million check in E's uh, place and...
0: Vince's yeah Yeah. no it's just 60 they're trying to get 60 and the movie's like actual budget is more like 80 and so that's where they start cutting corners I think
1: okay yeah so I think the budget would be a lot less now because movie studios are getting just stingy
0: yeah well they wouldn't this movie wouldn't be made obviously they made it into a Netflix series and it was very popular Narcos so like and I don't think they made that for 60 million I'm sure they made it for like 20% of that so right there are ways that it would be different in that way, and that it would just be a Netflix series versus a movie. I wanted to talk to you about this, and this is the Nika, Yair, Vince thing. I need to apologize.
1: Not to me, but to her.
0: Yeah, no problem.
1: Good. She's upstairs waiting for you. In the bedroom. Are you serious? Vincent,
0: I never joke about my wife's happiness. What she wants, I get for her. If you want this check to clear, you will go upstairs and you will fuck my wife like the superstar you are while I stay down here and play billiards with your friends, huh? Here we go. Ari! Oh, the mic This whole fucking mic drop of like, oh my god, his wife wants to sleep with Vince, what a twist. That is not like relevant in 2019. That's common practice in right. 2019. Yeah. old humor and like plots are like literally a daily occurrence in media these days.
1: Yeah, I I found that part of the plot very uh, contrived. Definitely. It's... Uh, it, didn't do much for me. Like, of course she wants to fuck Vince. Everyone in the show, everyone who appears in the show fucks Vince. <laughs> that's true. I think I talked about this the last time I was on, but have you noticed that the only position Vince
0: Yes, you ever did. in? I've, I've been using it. Is reverse cowgirl. <laughs> he refuses to do any work. I think it's because he's a lazy A-lister. I think that's ha- that has to be what it is.
1: Really is upsetting, have
0: you heard about
1: <laughs> the rumors that like John Mayer just jacks off on people yep. like he doesn't actually penetrate,
0: yeah, and I've heard like you know Leo wears like headphones and sunglasses while he has sex okay, I mean there are a few <laughs> there are a few categories left I mean faces in the crowd. I wanted to talk about Nika, okay. the woman um from Serbia.
1: Is she a famous person?
0: Well, I mean, she's been in other things, but there is some fun facts about her. So she's from Serbia. She was in Public Enemies, the Johnny Depp movie, which filmed on DePaul University's campus. That was a horrible movie. Terrible. Um, She was in Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Okay. But most interestingly, she's been married to director Julian Farino since 2000, and they have two children. Julian Farino is one of the most prolific directors of Entourage. Oh, interesting. Weirdly... He's he directed, like, a quarter of the episodes. Some iconic ones. He directed the Sundance Tids, the Bat Mitzvah, One Day in the Valley, Vedas Baby Vedas, and then most famously Tree Trippers, the one where they all go and do mushrooms in the desert. Yep. But he didn't direct this one, which is strange. Hmm. His wife's in it. And, they don't, and they've been married for seven years at That's this point. That's bizarre.
1: I don't know. He went to Cambridge. That's a pretty good school, right? Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I was going to say la la from atl
0: but yeah we talked we talked about her last week um lauren london yeah she's got some famous uh fathers of her children let's say that after after atl she didn't do much let's just leave it at that
1: i i did not know about the little wayne
0: little wayne had her name tattooed on his arm for like six years and then he uh inked over it wow
1: uh man i'm going lauren london's mom oh yeah Definitely. Letting her daughter go out with that disgusting pervert <laughs> turtle.
0: That's a, yeah, that's a lot of trust in your daughter. Ugh. Come on. The, uh, that actress, Deborah Lacey, was in Mad Men. She was one of the um, secretaries in Mad Men. And she was also in Straight Outta Compton, the NWA movie.
1: Hell yeah. yeah. Love both. I, I was just watching Mad Men over the weekend.
0: I live Mad Men <laughs> on a daily basis
1: nice you get to drink in the morning
0: yeah i just drink all day and write incredible lines of (laughs) copy. (laughs) um what was your favorite drama moment in this episode if you can if you can even have one
1: i like how you skipped the ari gold moment because there wasn't one
0: there is none yeah
1: i i wish he was in more of this one i was hoping it would be a heavy ari Episode. he's my favorite character non-trush. and like
0: season three is a great season of the show but it's kind of coming in for a, like a bumpy landing here and uh yeah then the um, stuff starts <laughs>
1: <laughs> that has its good and it's bad definitely my favorite drama moment is him refusing to leave yeah and getting like just getting a massage a free massage <laughs> uh, excuse me Mr. Chase yes uh, was that your agent? It was. He told you about the mistake? He did. So, uh, why are you still here? Because I didn't make the mistake.
0: No, Mr. Chase, you didn't. Uh, I did. I screwed up and misread the credits. I'm I'm terribly sorry.
1: Well, sorry you ain't gonna cut it, pal. Let me tell you something my father told me. The best thing to do with mistakes is to not make them. But since you did, the least you can do is fix it. How would you like me to fix it? Find me a part in Russia, three. Mr. Chase. And you can I tell have. Brett, whoever your skipper is, then I'm not leaving here until you do. Okay. I would milk that for all it's worth. Yeah. Like, get a meal, your drinks, maybe
0: take a swim. He's in the pool just playing bat damming.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why is that and your choice? That, that part in that movie is 1,000% getting cut.
0: Yeah. Oh, the bus driver? He knows it. But it
1: sounds like it works out because in the next episode, don't him and Vinny go to Paris together?
0: No. They go to Colombia to shoot Medellin. Spoiler alert for everyone for next week. <laughs> okay.
1: And then, isn't there an episode where it's all filmed with like a handheld camera?
0: You mean like the documentary episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's no, that's the season 4 premiere. It's like kind of a, a fake documentary behind. Well, not a production. fan of that episode. <laughs> it's to interesting, be Frank. It's interesting and there's a lot of good celebrity cameos, a young Sophia Verdara, if you remember? Yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah so do I. <laughs> good for her. Absolutely. Um Okay. We are we're f- stumbling to the finish line here, everyone. Apologies if you're upset about our lack of energy. There's just not a lot of good in this episode. So I, if, thought,
1: I thought we had some great banter, John.
0: No, no, the banter, believe me, that I'm giving that I'm giving the banter an A. What are you giving the episode? A list, B it's list. It's a D list. It's, it's D. D. It's a hard D. There's no like hard D, uh there's no like there's nothing <laughs> good that comes of it. There's nothing that even like really lasts.
1: No, there's no there, there was no reason to even have
0: this episode in the show. Yeah. If you think about it, because of the writer's strike, this is a season that's twice as long. I wonder if Dud and the writing staff were just like, what can we do for an episode?
1: I could really see that writer's strike being a reason why this episode was this bad.
0: Definitely. Oh, I I, I missed this one. Let's talk about it really quick. In this bad of an episode, who won the episode?
1: (laughs) It's got to be Johnny, right? I guess. It's
0: a bit part. Yeah. By all appearances, like, he saves face, right? Like, everyone thinks he's gonna be in the movie, he's not gonna be in the movie. His co-worker's gonna fly him out, because he, like, tricks him.
1: If, if it's not Johnny, then it's the the wife the, <laughs> that gets, that cucks her husband.
0: Yeah, but, like, so we find out, Duda, that, like, Vince doesn't go through with it. The beginning of the next episode oh, is they're, like, he all you had to do is it. sleep with her. Yeah. All I had to do is sleep with her, and we'd have the money for the movie, and he's, you know, Per Vinny Chase, he's like, I got principles, kid, or or whatever he says. So,
1: because he doesn't take that money, they have to, like, go cheap on the filming.
0: And they have to find a a director who can stretch a budget, and that director is Billy Walsh.
1: That's the beginning of the end for Matty Ian.
0: Yes. Sadly.
1: So he should have just slept with the wife.
0: I mean, in a a show where he sleeps with everything that walks, I... Don't understand, and in real life he would have. I mean, right. This very similar
1: to Californication in that Hank Moody is just getting ass in every scene.
0: Yeah, a great show for people who haven't phenomenal show. Check it out on Netflix. Phenomenal show. First, first four seasons are like throwing ninety.
1: Yeah, it it gets bad after season four.
0: Yeah, (laughs) the season where he becomes like a rock star journalist and Rob Lowe is the rock star is like, what are we doing here? Duda, this has been interesting. It's been fun. It's always fun chatting with you. But this was a this was a tough hang in terms of the episode, and I apologize for assigning it to you. And I appreciate you coming on and, and talking about it.
1: Hey, it's it's okay. I know you probably couldn't get anyone else on for Thanksgiving. Me,
0: <laughs> that's not it at all. I told you up front before we started recording. We've had a lot of guests. I think there's a nice mix. I think, and people correct me if I'm wrong. I liked having people on that I know personally. That are are decent at this whole tape business, (laughs) and um and then I liked having comedians and actors on. So
1: yeah, uh, would love to do this again for.
0: Yeah, let's do it in person.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that would be fun. Maybe over Christmas we can get one in
0: for sure. Where can the listeners find you? Follow you and uh, tell us about what you're what you got going on with Internet Party.
1: Yeah, so we've got a few things coming down the pipe right now. Um, Big episode. Announcement on our Thanksgiving special. I you guys Ooh. don't need to follow me on my personal account. Uh, just follow me uh, or follow me uh, at uh, Internet Party on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is i n t r n t p r t y on both.
0: Can you give away what the Thanksgiving special is? Does this will air after Thanksgiving?
1: Uh yeah, sure. We uh we're bringing on a like a stat boy, like an intern. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So uh, he'll be on the newest episode. Pretty fun.
0: That's amazing. It's going to be like, uh pardon the interruption. <laughs> yeah. With
1: what's his face? Tony Rialli. Yeah, Tony Rialli. Good follow he's on, on Twitter. He's a, he's a Chicago guy, isn't he?
0: Yeah, yes, he is. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Next week, the. Season three B finale, dude. This has been a lot of fun. Happy holidays to you, and hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. All right, John. Thanks, dude.
1: Thanks, man. (laughs)